want you to go with me to some opening scriptures. We're going to talk to you today about the lifestyle of gratitude. And when we say lifestyle, we mean your manner of living. We'll have that afterwards, okay? Okay, yeah, you, you remind me of that. In Psalm 106.1, the scripture says, Praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, for he is what? He's what, church? Has he been good to you? For he is good, his love endures forever. First Chronicles 16.34, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his steadfast love endures forever. Shout it out, he is good. Say it like this, he's been so good to me. Psalm 107, 21, let him, let him give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Then Ephesians 5, 20 admonishes us, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If someone deserves, deserves a thanks, how many you know God deserves a thanks? In 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, again, talking of lifestyle, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. If you're here today and you're seeking the will of God, that's a great place to start. Amen? In fact, by practicing gratitude, you're going to open up your understanding of the will of God further in your life. If you're not thankful for where you are now, why would you be thankful for where you're at tomorrow? To be grateful means to be appreciative and thankful for benefits received. It's not just about good social etiquette. That's all fine and dandy. But it's the development of a lifestyle of gratitude. Say that it would be a lifestyle of gratitude. The presence or lack of gratitude in our lives actually reveals our current spiritual health. In fact, gratitude is a great barometer of where you are spiritually. And I'll say some things today that uh, will help you understand that even though our nation may have turned pessimistic, you can still be the positive one in the light wherever you go. Right now, Americans ought to be the most grateful people on the planet. But all we hear, 24-7, and what's wrong with this nation? What we didn't get right, how this celebration is wrong, and that statue is wrong, and this person is wrong, and that history is wrong, and the military's not woke enough, and our classrooms got it all wrong, and our police officers are horrible. You know, it's about time Americans start standing up and thanking God for what they do have in this nation. Because the bent is not honoring to God. If you find something that's an injustice, you find something that's wrong, then you work on correcting it. But this nonstop bellyaching and criticism throughout this country has got to stop. There's a reason the word critical is in front of critical race theory. And I want to encourage you to be the opposite with your life. Say it with me, the opposite of negative, pessimistic, critical. No nation is perfect. No people are perfect. No family is perfect. That may come a shock to some of you. Here's one to try on. Every family is dysfunctional. And if you don't believe your, fa your family is dysfunctional, that's your dysfunction. <laughs> so you can either be critical and negative about everything, or you can say, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tackle that thing head on without burning everything down. I want to encourage you today that... Uh, God has a, a great force that operates in your life if you allow it to operate, and it's called gratitude. I said years ago this statement, gratitude acknowledges God's goodness in the past, releases spiritual power in the present, and connects us to victory in the future. 
Let me say that again for you. Gratitude acknowledges God's goodness in the past. Has he not been good to us? Yes, it releases spiritual power in the present and connects us to victory in the future. How many like some victory in the future? When I think about the power of this lifestyle, I think about three things. First of all, gratitude is going to affect your attitude. Have you figured that out by now? How many know you want to be a pleasant person to be around? Not the person people can't, get, you know, can't wait to get away from during Thanksgiving. It actually affects your attitude. What does that mean? It, it affects your, your outlook, your perspective, and even your peace as a child of God. You will never see things clearly in your life until you develop gratitude. You will always have a jaded perspective. You will always be a person who can't see straight, operating in, in deception and confusion instead of the peace that passes all understanding. So when you choose to be a person that has great gratitude, guess what happens is your attitude absolutely changes. Notice I didn't say you had to have your circumstances change. You change your attitude and your perspective will change, and eventually you know, you know, situations and circumstances will follow. What we want to do is want everything fixed before we change our attitude. Poke your neighbor and say, fix your attitude. Adjust your attitude. What it will do is it will clarify things for you. You'll finally see things for the way they are. We think that our attitude you know, automatically reflects it. That's not true. If you want to see things clearly, make sure that you're a person of great gratitude. And then I think about a thing called aptitude. This is your natural and spiritual abilities that are released and accentuated when you are a grateful person. Let me say it again. Your aptitude means your natural and spiritual abilities released and accentuated when you choose to be a grateful person. The more grateful you are, the more your gifts are going to come out. The more grateful for you are, more abilities are going to come out in your life. We've got this thing all backwards. If my abilities would shine, if I would grow, if my talent would be showcased, then I would be grateful. No, you need to put what? The cart behind the horse. Be grateful and watch what happens. Listen to this. You will never perform at a level higher than your gratitude level. You will never get there. So your goal has to be, I'm going to be the most you know, grateful and thankful person I have ever been. Amen. Towards others, but mostly towards the Lord himself. Are you here today? Say it with me. Attitude. Attitude. Aptitude. Attitude. And third is altitude. This is simply a statement of how much you can excel or go to the highest level in your life. How you can be empowered to excel. Say it with me. I want to excel. Well, here's the bottom line. You're never going to get there without a gracious spirit and a heart of gratitude. I put it to you like this. You will never go higher in life than your level of gratitude. Never. And yet I believe God wants you to excel to the highest level, which means you're going to have to focus on things like attitude. You're going to have to understand where this comes from. You're going to have to focus on things like aptitude. And how many could stand to see some new things released in your life this coming year? New things, fresh things, ideas and concepts, witty inventions. You know, there are things that are on the inside of you that can absolutely transform your life, but transform the lives of people around you. There are things on the inside of you that you haven't even begun to, to understand, and they're released when you're a thankful person. See, the devil makes you believe that I'll be thankful when I see these things released. No, that's not how this works. Listen, thankfulness, gratefulness is another operation of your faith. You do not look at the fireplace and say, give me some fire and I'll throw in some wood. You throw in the wood. 
and then you get the fire and you get the heat. So if you really want to see something happen in the realm of attitude and altitude and uh, and aptitude, you have got to make sure you focus this year like never before on being grateful. And it starts with home. Can I have an amen? Amen. Thankful that you have parents. Amen. Thankful that you have a church. Glory to God. Thank you that you have a roof over your head, a job, a car to drive. Thankful for the things that God has done for you. You say, well, everybody has that. Go around the world and you will see that not everybody lives like an American. On our worst day, we are still hyper-blessed in this nation. And it's high time you started to think like that. Instead of focusing on everything you don't have, everything that didn't come through, everything that fell apart, everything that should have been better. And I'm not making excuses for things that were done wrong to you or harm that was done to you or abuse that was done to you or injustices in your life or in this nation. But if we really want to correct things, we're not going to do it with pessimism and criticism. We're going to do it with being grateful. Years ago when I was in school, I began to study the the concepts of what's known as appreciative inquiry. And and in a group or a team, what you do is you basically go around and you have the people on that team express some level of appreciation for what's going on with that operation or that team or that company. And invariably what would happen is where they go around and everybody would talk positive than what they see about that. Even They're not blind to things that are negative. But what would happen is instead of identifying a bunch of negatives, what would happen is that group would identify in a positive way how to take it to the next level. And I don't care what kind of an environment or organization it is in, when you have an appreciative mindset, it lifts up that organization or that family or that team, or in this case, even a nation can have an amen. In other words, you get better not by being critical. You get better by being appreciative. Look at somebody and say, I can do that. Come on, say, I can do that. You should appreciate your spouse. Best amen I've gotten all year over there. Even if she did wake me up in the middle of the night last night. Sleeping soundly, getting my Saturday night snooze in for church on Sunday. All of a sudden, she wakes up screaming, something's crawling on me, something's crawling on me, something's crawling on me. And then she goes, the pillow's chasing me, the pillow's chasing me. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking, I told her she was going to overdose on Hallmark Christmas movies, and this is what's going to happen because of it. So I played along, I just beat the pillow to a pulp, and I say, now are you satisfied? <laughs> Everything's under control. Everybody say, thankful, thankful. Grateful. grateful, blessed, blessed. Amen. amen. We actually had uh, Juliana over for her first sleepover the other night. Aww. Oh, yes, we did, amen. Well, they were doing the retreat, we got to play again, Grammy and Pop-Pop, or rather Pop-Pop and Grammy. You know, if you want to, you can find negative in everything, or you can be the person that finds blessing in everything. And it's incredibly powerful. What does it do? It's going to help you change your outlook and perspective. It's going to cause you to release natural and spiritual abilities. I tell you, some of those are just locked down right now, and the key is your gratitude. And I tell you, you're going to go to the highest levels you've ever been before because of your level of gratitude in your life. Say, I'm going higher and higher not lower and lower. Go with me over to Luke 17 and give you an illustration of, of how potential is released and blessing is released upon blessing when you're full of gratitude. 
Luke 17, verse 11. The pillow's chasing me. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee, and as he was going into a village, ten men had leprosy, met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were healed. See it with me. The miracle is in the command. He said, go do this. They did it. And guess what they got? They got the physical healing. In other words, the succession of the leprosy was now at hand in their bodies. They were not going to necessarily die now because of the ravaging of that disease. But watch this. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. So whatever happened to them, you could see it. I mean, I understand when God manifests healing, you can see it. You can discern it. And when he saw he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. One translation, he couldn't stop thanking the Lord. I mean, that's the way we want to be. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, arise and go. Your faith has made you whole. Watch this. The altitude is going to a higher level in your life than ever before. He went from healing to wholeness with thanksgiving. In other words, not just the physical healing took place. This is a man separated from his social structures, his worship structures. He can't work. He can't be around family. He's dying of this disease. What he ends up getting that day is not just the succession of the leprosy, but he gets the restoration of body parts that were, that were eaten off or fell off his body. He's getting the restoration of his worship life, his social life. I would love to know what else Jesus did for that man because of his gratitude towards the Lord. Now, I'm going to tell you this very simply this. If you're, if you're happy about what God has done, thank him all the more, and you'll go up to an even higher level in terms of what he does. Thank him there, and you'll go up to a higher level. Keep thanking him, and you'll keep going up all the days of your life because there's more in him, amen, than you can possibly comprehend. And all he's looking at is for some gratitude. A switch in your mindset. You know what? I'm going to stop being a complainer. I'm going to stop being a belly kicker. Do you know that all the way through God's dealing with his people throughout the wilderness, all they did was bellyache? Could you imagine if they would have thanked God instead, the results they would have seen? God's not holding out on us. We're holding out on him. Let's be more thankful than we've ever been in our entire lives. Say it with me. I've got a heart of gratitude for the Lord. When I began to meditate on this, I wanted to just give you this list so you could go home and meditate and think about this. But seven ways you can cultivate a lifestyle of gratitude and thanksgiving. It's not complicated, but I want you to be deliberate about this. That man came back intentionally praising God, threw himself down, and couldn't stop thanking the Lord. That's the way we ought to be. Amen? He forgave us, and we couldn't stop thanking him enough. He healed us, and we couldn't stop thanking him enough. He gave us a breakthrough financially, and we couldn't stop thanking him enough. Amen. He gave us that word in due season, and I can't stop thanking him enough. Amen. One word from God can change our lives forever, and I can't stop thanking him enough. I tell you, you begin to meditate on what he's already done. You never need a, a single thing done. You spend your lifetime thanking him with all your heart. We need to make sure we have a long memory when it comes to what God has done for us. 
Come on, say it with me. A long memory of what he has done for me. I mean, you go back to childhood, you can look how God directed your path, how you overcame things, how the devil meant it for evil, but like Joseph, amen, God turned that thing around and ended up blessing you and others through it. I tell you, it's important that you be this kind of a person. You're going to be the solution. I tell you what we're going to do in this nation. We're not going to be the ones to complain about everything in our nation. We're going to start bragging on this nation and blessing this nation, saying good things about this nation. That's the way you turn it around. You focus on what is legitimate and you thank God, amen, that we've come so far. Praise God. First thing you do is you do it with words. Words are powerful. They're vehicles. They carry things. They're containers. They preserve things. Words of praise and thanksgiving. Words of worship. Psalm 69, 30 says, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. Our words reflect our attitude, our gratitude, or lack of it. Make sure your words reflect gratitude. We need to remain constant in praise and thanksgiving and worship for him every day. How many of y'all have some words for him today of thanksgiving? Make sure you give him some words tomorrow of thanksgiving. Number two is with service. Serving others in his name is a great way to show your gratitude. Doing for others because of what God has done for you. That shows you're a person of thanksgiving. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. What does that mean? It means serving in church. It means coming to church. It means growing. It means being involved. These are all expressions of your gratitude. Not participating, not serving, not being involved, not being faithful. That means, ah, you know what, that really didn't do anything for me. It's no big deal. I don't care about that. No, when you're thankful, you want to be engaged. When you are grateful, you want to be involved. Because you know what you want to have? You want to have other people experience what you got. I promise you this, unless you're an unusual person, you minimize just how much God has already done in your life. And you need to maximize it. Come on, say it. Maximize it. Number three, with faithfulness. Being faithful to walk with him daily as a lifestyle. Colossians 2, 7. Let your roots grow down deep into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you are taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. I tell you, it's very important for us to maintain faithfulness. If I stray from him, what is that saying? Well, I'm not really appreciative of what you have done. So I'll spend a little more time out here and compromise or in the world doing it my way. No, when you're faithful to him, it's like telling him every single day, you know, I appreciate what you've done for me and I want to see you keep doing it. I want you to do something new in my life, fresh in my life. But you know, a lot of people live this yo-yo Christian existence. They're in, they're out, they're up, they're down. I'll tell you what, there's power in consistency. Be faithful. How many of God has been faithful to you? Let me ask you again. How many of God has been faithful to you? So what should you be doing? You should be faithful to him out of gratitude. Well, I got all these problems. I got all these situations, all these circumstances. You know, if he'll address those, then maybe I'll be faithful. No, you be faithful to what he's already done. You know what? Some of y'all could already split hell wide open. And then here you are, still alive and saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? You really don't need any other reason to thank God. Praise God. 
Number four, with reverence. This is holy awe of who he is, a feeling of attitude of deep respect tinged with awe. Listen how the writer of Hebrews puts this in 1228. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. With reverence. Do you know if you have reverence for the Lord, you're going to avoid certain things. You have reverence for God, you're not going to be light and flippant about everything that God says is serious. One of the reasons we have a problem in this nation right now is a lack of reverence for God. Uh, we see the God of the Old Testament as a meanie and the God of the New Testament, Jesus, who just comes in preaching tolerance. I want to help you out with something here. The doctrine of hell came from the mouth of Jesus. And as compassionate and loving, as kind as he is, there is a day of judgment. In the back of every person's mind is this. You and I, because of the blood, have been freed from that judgment, but that judgment is coming nonetheless. Reverence for him, reverence for his presence, respect for him and all. I tell you, we have reduced him to the size of a man, even though he, Jesus is fully God and fully man. Our God is bigger than the universe. Our God is huge and is deserving of reverence. You know, when you, when you revere him, that's gratitude. Amen. Let me know that he is bigger than anything you're dealing with. Bigger than any problem. Amen. I like the songs that talk about the magnification of the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord. New or old. What does that mean? To magnify means to make large. Well, it's silly for you and for me to think that the praising and worshiping of God makes him bigger. No. When you magnify the Lord, you make him bigger to you. And that reverence, amen, is a manifestation of your gratitude. Do it with trust. We acknowledge his involvement in our lives in the past, and we acknowledge it going forward. Psalm 28, 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart exalts. And uh, with my song, I shall thank him. Aren't you glad you can trust him? When you put the full weight of your trust on him, it demonstrates gratitude. He can be trusted. He took a swipe at the people in the Old Testament because they were relying on Egypt, and God called Egypt, Egypt basically a reed. You put your hand on top of that reed, and it pierces your hand. You can't depend upon that nation, but you can depend on God. Amen? And when you trust him, really trust him with a situation, you're showing gratitude to him. Lord, you've done it before, and you'll what? And you'll do it again. Say, he did it before and he will do it again. I trust him. Number six, do it with prayer. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Colossians 4, 2, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and what? And thankful. Now watch this, your prayer life should be producing peace. But if it's not producing peace, there's a very good reason for that. You haven't added gratitude to your prayer. Not just petition and supplication, 
But adding what? Thanksgiving to that prayer will generate peace in your life. Add gratitude to your prayer and you will produce peace, a sense of nothing missing and nothing broken. You know, when you go back to God time and time and time again, out of love and respect and honor, you're showing gratitude to him. Amen? Uh, when you thank him for something that hasn't even happened yet, raise your hand if you have something you're believing God for it has not happened yet. Raise your hand up high. Is that appropriate? Yes. Now thank him for it right now. Come on, thank him for it right now. Thank, not just the supplication, not just the petition, but thanking him for the thing that you are praying about. Shows great gratitude. And number seven, with offerings. Sowing financial seeds in honor of what he has already done. In Psalm 50, verse 23, he who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me. Where have you heard that before today? And to him who orders his way aright, I shall show the salvation of God. You do with, with an offering. Say, I'm a tither, and I'm a sower. I have tither's rights. I have sower's promises. But when you, because of how good God has been to you, you thank him. You honor him with sowing your seeds and even at times, of course, paying it forward, blessing people out of appreciation for what God has done. I tell you, there's nothing like that lifestyle. But it shows great gratitude. Amen. So I encourage you, especially this time of the year, be sensitive to the Spirit of God talking to you about thanking him with offerings, with seeds, with your sowing. You say, well, I have a need. If that need, you know, if that thing in your hand is not big enough to meet that need, then that's a seed. Sow it in gratitude and thanksgiving. And watch what God can do in your life. This room is filled with stories of how faithful God has been. What we want to do is cultivate a lifestyle. Shout it out with me. Words, Words. service, faithfulness, Faithfulness. reverence, Reverence. trust, Trust. prayer, and offerings. Come on, say it with all your heart. Words, service, faithfulness, reverence, trust, prayer, and offerings. And because you'll be a thankful person, you'll stand out in the crowd. The spirit about you, it will impact your attitude, your perspective, your perspective. It's going to impact your aptitude, the releasing of your gifts and abilities naturally and spiritually. It's going to determine how high you actually go in life. In fact, that one thing may do more to propel you in the next year than anything else in your life, taking time to stop and thank him. Amen. Be vocal with your praise. Amen. Be deliberate with your thanksgiving. Thank him like never before. Glory to God. You live in a free nation. Thank him. I did what I did today in total liberty. You think that that's the same for... Oh, you should go to some of the places around the world, including our neighbors to the north, where pastors are being arrested for doing this very thing. Or in the streets of London, where they arrest a preacher for telling people the truth about the word of God. Amen? I tell you, we need to appreciate what we have and use the liberty to the full to advance God's agenda. Amen. Be deliberate about it.
Glory to God. Say it, I am thankful. I am so thankful. Come on, stand your feet and say it, I am so thankful. How thankful are you? How thankful? So thankful. How thankful? So thankful. Amen.